0: I got in the news? so much in of Media, but um, I guess the most controversial is, you know, white lives matter.
1: If I never have to talk about Kanye ever in life, oh my gosh, it would be the best thing ever. It's really dangerous if you yeah. don't understand consequences. So you, again, are making like whatever choices you want because you don't expect anything bad to happen to you after you do it.
0: They made a whole show about it. It's called Scandal.
1: (laughs) The police in the podcast, which, you know, I get as a journalist and, you know, no offense to her as a white woman. She's not going to be like, the police did a terrible job. But to me, I'm just like, they didn't do a great job. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Cousin Combos. I'm Cousin Mandy.
0: This is Cousin Nate,
1: and we are back with another episode. Hey, how have you been, Cousin?
0: It's uh, it's a busy time. Uh, we're getting closer to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, busy time the of last work quarter of the year. Last quarter of the year. It's uh, it's gonna be an interesting three months. So mm. to December and then. January is going to be bachelor trip and then wedding.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited because um, for me, that's going to be a very busy top of the year. Like, of mm. course, it is for you. It's your wedding. But um, we're, we're going on the bachelor trip. Um, in between the bachelor trip and your wedding, there's another wedding. And then your wedding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's literally all like back to back to back, a little bit of you know overlap in the weeks. Mm-hmm. But I've just been like, okay, let me you know hurry up and pay for these things. Let I me mean, well put them on my credit card at least. The <laughs> actually paying for part no. comes a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but putting everything in place so that it's like I know you know I'll be there, and that's pretty much happened. The only thing I have to do is make sure I come back home. That's the only plane ticket I haven't purchased yet. But that's because like I have to figure out in terms of the full family. Mm -hmm. So of course I have to get my parents' tickets coming down and then kind of all of us coming back together and finding the right time and it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm like I wanna watch Rihanna's halftime show, so I need to be home
0: before that happens.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited
0: for the weekend. It's like I get married, then it's a Saturday, so i obviously probably going to turn up on Saturday, and then it's Super Bowl. Like it's going to be lit, mm-hmm. and then say. it's
1: Valentine's. So then you guys Valentine's. are going to be extra romantical and in love because you're yeah. newly married. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great week.
1: It's going to be a great week. I'm so happy that that's the way you feel about it. Um, <laughs> that you're not, ex- like, I don't want to say dreading the day, but not, like, super anxious about it, that you have, like, positive feelings about it?
0: No, who said I wasn't? I'm definitely anxious. I had a joke about, <laughs> like, everything going wrong. I'm super anxious, but I'm definitely excited.
1: Okay. um, But when you say everything going wrong, again, like, to me, as long as the stamp is stamped, which mm. I'm going to make sure it is, then, mm-hmm. even if it's not a great memory, y'all will be married. That's so, true. Like the oh, that's the worst case scenario is that the stamp isn't stamped, and that um, it's not in black ink. It's got to be that's black true. ink to be legit.
0: That's also true.
1: Mm-hmm. See, we're doing our research. We're gonna make sure that you get married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> facts, 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 facts.
1: But what was in the dream? Like, what what were some of the worst case scenarios?
0: Uh, I can't exactly remember. I just remember. I don't know exactly. I Think it was. I don't know. See, I can say everything. Bad. It really wasn't like I, I don't. I don't think everything went wrong. It was just like the cake got messed up, or some, like it was raining, or some stupidness like that, like some, some not huge, I guess, but. Not super fun, so.
1: Yeah. Not ideal, but again, still, I'm still expecting joy and happiness. I was thinking about um, earlier, like before we started the podcast, I have this just like vision in my mind of me and Danny dancing at the wedding.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just like, we're just going to be like, eh, eh.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mandy, Joel's girlfriend. Um, you and so
1: two Mandy's on the dance floor, Mandy's
0: and Granny, all twerking in the corner. <laughs> well, I wasn't planning to
1: twerk in front of Grandma, but um, if we're in the corner, maybe.
0: They, <laughs> oh, the- they're definitely gonna twerk. They they're hundred percent gonna twerk. They don't care.
1: <laughs> well, then that's it. This is gonna be basically. The lady cousins, you know, Brittany need to get in there, too. We're all just going to be like, hey, get it, get it, get
0: it. I already told you. You're going to have to learn how to twerk between now and the wedding.
1: <laughs> you're expecting twerking at your wedding. Well, 100%. set your expectations up front. It's very predictive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you. There was a palerina. I went to Jove, Jove. One of my
1: cousins. Oh, for um Miami Carnival?
0: Yeah. Ooh, it was really, really fun.
1: Is that your first time doing like
0: a carnival? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, was so it.
1: happy. Is it that the it. one where they um throw like paint?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: I've never done one of those, but
0: it was unlimited liquor, like, it was great.
1: Oh my gosh, well, maybe <laughs> I need to come next year.
0: <laughs> Legit, it was dope
1: that's a good good situation did Brittany go
0: no it was supposed to be like my bachelor my friend like wanted to do like a little bachelor trip since she was going to go vegas okay um so she's like yeah hey, let's do this and you've never been i'm like yeah it's true facts let's go well so, yeah. that's a good
1: friend helping oh, yeah, you have a, a full cultural experience
0: <laughs> mm-hmm she trini yeah it was, it was dope
1: Hey, <laughs> you need to the ball? <laughs> All right, so let's take a dive into descendant discourse. Ooh, I'm hitting it with the alliteration. Yeah. I gave you homework this week, because typically I don't tell you nothing about the descendant discourse. We just mm-hmm. dive right in. But I gave you homework this week to watch the first episode of the Serial Podcast for the first season because Adnan Syed has been released from prison.
0: No um, way.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for those listeners who don't know, um, Adnan Syed was originally convicted for the murder of his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee. Um, Heyman Lee died in January of, well, her body was found. Um, let me, okay. She disappeared on January 13th, 1999. Uh, her body was found, I think, in February of 1999, and at the end of February 1999, um, Adnan was charged. I think it wasn't until 2000 that he was ultimately found guilty. But from the time he was charged to the time he was found guilty, he was in—he's been in jail. So, and then of course after that, he received life <laughs> for, um, for. This murder. So the reason why Serial was just like such a big podcast was because there were always like discrepancies or confusion regarding the case. And one of his family friends reached out to this journalist, um, Sarah Koenig, basically saying, like, I don't, you know, I feel like my friend is innocent. Um can you kind of look into this and help us figure out what's going on so that we can prove his innocence? Sarah was basically like, that's not necessarily what I'm going to do, but I'm going to look, you know, I can't prove anyone's innocence. I'm not a lawyer, but yeah. I'm going to look into the situation and, and see what I find.
0: And she was very clear about that in the beginning. Yeah. Not PI, not a lawyer.
1: Yeah. Um, serial... I can't say definitively, like, oh, it was the first podcast ever, because podcast is essentially radio that you can access whenever you want. (laughs) So um, that's what Serial was, though. It was something that I first heard. It was my first podcast, like, period. And I first heard it on the radio. Like, my dad loves NPR. And so he was listening to it one day, and I was in the kitchen cooking. And I heard bits and pieces of it, but I wasn't, like, Fully processing the story to be like, oh, I'm going to tune in next week, blah, blah, blah. Um, it wasn't until a year later when I started like my first office job and I was kind of trying to find things to listen to that I was mm-hmm. like, okay, let me re-listen to Serial Podcast. Um, and then I got into the full deep dive of it. So I think that's how it was for a lot of people, why we essentially know about this case, to say, because of this podcast. So, it's always been, like, an inspiration to me in terms of, like, the blueprint for how a podcast should be. Um, But the reason why I wanted to talk about it in Descendant Discourse is because of the discrepancies regarding if he really did it that ultimately, like, led to him being released now. So... For the podcast to come out and for it to become a well-known thing, there were so many people, you know, besides his family in his life that basically said, we don't feel like this is the person that we know. Like, the the Adnan that we know wouldn't do this type of thing. He says he didn't do it. I believe him. We want to support him. We're going to stand by him. Despite the fact that at this point, it's been 20... Three plus years since the murder, and since he's was originally charged and has been in jail. So
0: he's in his forties, essentially.
1: Um. Yeah, I think he was eighteen. He was seventeen when like they took him.
0: Yeah, he was originally,
1: high- and then yeah, he didn't even get to like you know he was in his senior year. He didn't get to graduate. Um
0: yeah. So yeah, that's.
1: I guess I didn't break that down. The both of the. Um, The victim and Adnan were 17 years old at the time. Um, And Adnan was... His whole case of being charged and convicted was based on the fact that he was the victim's ex-boyfriend. They had a secret relationship because they both came from immigrant families that wouldn't necessarily approve of them dating each other. And there was this guy who was like, oh, Adnan told me he did it, showed me the body, I helped him bury the body. That's what happened. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. there was a witness, of course, that gave the testimony that was like, this guy did it, the police ran with it, blah, blah, blah. There wasn't really evidence to support he had anything to do with it. It was a witness's word and then some cell phone records that they used to corroborate the witnesses were, but they weren't necessarily like accurate to say this person did anything because it was 1999. So there weren't text messages to say like, oh, they texted me that they killed Heyman Lee. Or or, um, there was a voicemail that was like, hey, I killed Heyman Lee. There was just like, Calls that were like incoming, outgoing, where were they outgoing to? It was around this time. Okay, based upon the story that this guy is telling, it sounds like this happened here and there and and he probably did it. I feel like, especially like as a kid with immigrant parents, there's this like high expectation of you. And it's very easy to like fall short of the expectations that are set on us because they expect perfection. (laughs) They expect you to go to school and be great in school. You can't, you're not really allowed to have difficulties in, in school. It's because you're not trying hard enough. Mm -hmm. Um, You're expected to then get into a very structured, successful career You're expected to follow the religious beliefs set for you. And you're expected to just kind of like do things in the order that they set. So it could be like, don't date anyone, but also be married by this time. But, and then have kids and have this and have that and blah, blah, blah. So when you're doing things that, You know, being a young person or just any person, like you don't have to be 17 years old to do things that don't fall in line with what your parents or community expect of you. Does that shape the way people see you to say, oh, they didn't, because they didn't do X, Y, and Z, now they're not a good person and they're capable of doing something like really? you know, whether it's jacked up small or, or big, like this situation of, of murder, like can the do you feel like if something were to go down, your family would ride for you or even like certain members of your family you would ride for them, like regardless to be like if they told me they didn't commit murder, if they told me they didn't steal, if they told me they didn't um, you know, do whatever, fraud they would write for me and i would write for them that was one of the things that i always that always stuck out to me especially now that he's being released because yeah. he's always claimed innocence he this the serial podcast came about from a family friend basically saying yeah. i never felt like he did it and i want him to have justice and Them rocking with him so hard that they would, you know, give emphasis to prove that he should be released. Because at this point, I think so much energy was put into Adnan being either convicted or being set free that there wasn't a lot of energy put into like really figuring out or using like the evidence that was available. Yeah. to say well who killed Hay? because that's essentially why he's free now is the uh prosecution team or the the county that they live in Baltimore we're, we're looking into old cases and we're like, oh there's a not really much evidence here that would have qualified him to to be convicted like. That's weird that we, that he was convicted based on this very little evidence. In fact, there's all this evidence here that shows it could have been this person or that person or another person. And it's like, yeah, well, y'all doing what you do when it's to close a case. Um, and I don't just mean like the Baltimore kind of people. I just feel like, you know, in the justice system, they're like, oh, we, we need justice in some form. So we're going to get someone for this crime.
0: Yeah, I well, in in the beginning, too, she also said, I mean, this is the only thing I have to relate to because I only got the first episode, but <laughs> she made it clear, which is kind of surprising. I think that she said, like, she said that she, I don't know if she said that she felt, but I think she said that, you know, the lawyer died that represented him. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, that she botched the case so that way she can get money for a... uh on the retrial. What is it? When you go back? An appeal. An appeal.
1: That's what, like, yeah, that's, that's what crazy. his felt like yeah. happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay, there we go. Which, you know, from what I've heard so far, is, it kind of does sound like that.
1: Well, nice. the, the lawyer that was covering the case had a lot of health issues. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, ultimately why... I guess she passed, and was like, asked had a lot of cases going on, and basically just wasn't able to manage their cases, and would ask for, like, money for this, that, and the other for this case and other cases, and was not using it as they said, put, or basically, she was in over her head. Um, And ultimately ended up being, like, sued for mal... Like, for... Malpractice. Not malpractice, but, like... Inappropriate use of funds or something like that. And, oh, wow. Well, technically, I guess she wasn't sued. It's like, I guess there's a situation which is really interesting to find out that you can sue the government if your lawyer asks you for money and doesn't use the money as they should. And then the government's like, okay, well, here's some money back. And that was my understanding of what happened. Mm. So that happened with a, a few people based upon what this lady was doing but she she wasn't a bad lawyer she was just in over her head at the time because she had a lot going on um but yeah they're basically like well because she didn't do her due diligence on a few things um this case could have turned out differently and that's where like the original appeal happened which was in 2016 Um, Well, technically, that's not the original appeal. There was one, I think, in 2010 and then another in 2016. And then this situation that I just spoke of where the county's office was just like looking at older cases, um, particularly for those associated with minors. And then they were like, dang, like this situation has a lot of holes. And it's like, well, yeah, the rest of us knew that since 2014. We listened to the podcast about it, that this situation has a lot of holes. Mm. So, yeah, I just I when I saw it, I was like, I kind of want to talk about it on the podcast, but like, how do we make it, you know, make sense for our podcast, which is about family and and navigating the world, and the best way I knew how to describe it is like when someone's riding for you so hard, and ultimately to now where people all over the country, potentially all over the world, I don't really know who. May listen to serial outside of America, but they're just like, "Yeah, folks are really happy for him to be released because they're like, "I yeah. never felt like he did it, and that started off with the basis of his family and his community writing for him and being like, "We have to do as much as we can to acknowledge that that our person was wrongfully convicted and deserves to be free, yeah." you even look at it from the perspective of like uh the exonerated five in the um Central Park case mm-hmm. the woman that was raped and then you know they just pinned it on these four kids sorry yeah. five kids and we're like they did it and of course their families vote for them but this is again after years and years of being in jail you lose so much of your life of yeah. There's a deterioration that, of course, that's gonna happen in jail, and you w- you wouldn't be able to support your people when they're going through like hard times like that.
0: Yeah, he, you know, lost from eighteen to now he's in his forties. That's he's he he you know that's adult that's literally adulted. He's now middle aged essentially, mm-hmm. and he's missed out on a whole chunk of his life, and um. I have a question. Did they find out who did it or just that like, hey, they probably he probably just shouldn't be in jail.
1: It was essentially that he shouldn't be in jail and they're going to explore these other potential suspects based on evidence that they have, which to me sucks for her family. Yeah. Because that evidence was always there. It's not new. They're they're kind of saying it's new evidence, but no, it's like new, maybe new things you can do with it. (laughs) But evidence that was essentially there. But the thing about evidence is you got to test it in the moment. You got to play with it in the moment because it's going to be harder to find, you know, freaking 23 years later. Like, I understand that you had a confession from someone. But if you also had evidence, because essentially there were, like, you know, DNA evidence, and none of it matched Adnan.
0: Did that person go to jail?
1: The person that ratted on him? No. They that um, That person was charged with, like, accessory after the fact, but because of their support in convicting Adnan... He did not get any jail time. Like, he just got probation for, I think, two years.
0: So isn't it, like, suspect that, like...
1: Oh, that situation was mad suspect because the lawyer that helped him in his proceedings, he got through the prosecutor. So, again, it's it's a lot of stuff that is, like, this is... Tricky, tricky, sneaky, inappropriate, um, not, you know, full due diligence. It's funny because I feel like Sarah was never trying to blame the police in the podcast, which, you know, I get as a journalist and, you know, no offense to her as a white woman. She's not going to be like, the police did a terrible job. But to me, I'm just like...
0: They didn't do a great job. <laughs> the blame is going to fall somewhere. Like, there's no way. And, um, and you know, all this evidence is circum. It seems like it's kind of circumstantial. So it's not any definitive thing of like, hey, he's definitely innocent. That's the reason why I asked if it was like, you know, he was found completely innocent or they found somebody else. Because, from what I could tell, anyway, through first episode is very all everything's just kind of circumstantial but um the blame is gonna fall somewhere you know if it's not him it's gonna be the the lawyer if it's not the lawyer it's gonna be the police it's gonna be somebody so
1: the the blame in this is just that they didn't really have enough to charge him which to me is the police's fault because the police get Enough situation to say, like, here's how you charge them, and then it's up to the prosecutor to prove, based upon everything that they have, that yep. this person did it. And then, of course, it's the defense's job to say this person didn't do it based on whatever evidence they can find. But it's like, if he never should have been charged in the first place because you don't have enough to corroborate this witness's story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, or not charged, but like, I mean, he was always a person of interest because it's like, it's the ex-boyfriend, it's the current boyfriend, it's, you know, whomever and whatever. Um, But they were just like, well, this one person said they did it. To be fair, that person did know where the car was, but it's also like, clearly this person was involved and because they're helping you they're getting off scotch free but they're pinning it all on this other dude where there's who there is no evidence towards and you're like well we don't care because we have someone to blame it on i i feel like i don't feel confident it's sad to say that like certain family members would write right down for me if i said i didn't do it Mm. I think that with little things I love my father but with little things he likes to like argue the point down or or like create a level of suspicion like we we keep having the conversation with him about you don't uh believe us or trust us when we say certain things and for him it's like well if I don't see it with my own eyes or if I you know I don't remember it with my own brain then I don't I just don't know if it happened like that. And it's like, right, but why would we lie to you? And he does this with small things. He does this with big things. So it's like, if you can't believe us with the smallest of things that you admittedly can't remember, then if something happens big, you weren't there to see it, but you just have to go off of the word of, like, this is my daughter. She would tell me if she did something like this or I believe her if she says she didn't do it. I don't I don't think he would be like she didn't do
0: it. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I think my siblings would definitely defend me. My parents, I I don't I mean it is have to say I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Like but this is the reason why because my mom has always said like, you know, if you go to jail, don't call me. Um <laughs> That's so- not
1: funny, but
0: <laughs> but so basically, I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case because she also said that if any of us got pregnant, she would kick us out the house. And my sister stayed with my mom for a couple of years, so
1: mm.
0: there you go. Um, <laughs> but um, it's more
1: of a fear tactic then, than I think an so. actual threat.
0: I think so. <laughs> you no, know, would my would my mom go? My mom's also a, a realist, so like if I if I um if somebody said I murdered somebody um I think she before she you know she would want to believe me because I'm her son hundred but I think that she would definitely want to see what the evidence is before she came to her own conclusion and stuff so mm-hmm. I think my dad would probably go to bat for me a little bit harder just not mm-hmm. for the the jump so but that's just my opinion I could be wrong I don't think I'm gonna murder anybody like or be convicted by everybody because I'd like to stay far away from any of those situations. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> the same. But I, I think so with with Adnan, like some of the things that I think put doubt within his community. Um, and I wouldn't say with his family, because they very much were like he didn't do it, but there were things that were happening that he was involved in that they just didn't agree with. So again, he's a seventeen year old kid. Um, his family is Muslim in faith. And mm-hmm. it was around the time of Ramadan, so that that the um missing situation even happened. So he had been dating this girl and his parents had found out and there was a big like blow up about it in the first place. So to them they're already like, You're not, you know, following the rules because you're dating secretly and apparently they were um, you know, having sex, which of course I don't think any religious parent is like sex before marriage. You can—that's terrible. Um, <laughs> even if they're not religious, I always have anxiety about that with my kids. Like, uh, I have to teach them about sex, but also I want to be like, don't have sex before you're 18. Don't do it. Don't have sex with anyone under 18. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> don't have sex ever. Wait till marriage.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I don't want to be unrealistic, but I just it. it I think there is a lot of just like general issues that can happen if it's not two consenting adults like there's a lot of ambiguity and confusion that i'm just like just wait just wait till you're an adult they're an adult and everyone agrees to it because there can just generally be problems like don't do it so yeah yeah, two 17 year olds having a secret relationship allegedly having the sexuals and then he also like smoked weed, and apparently, like, occasionally stole money from his mosque. So, of course, not the it's not the worst thing you could ever do, but it's definitely bad being a kid doing those things, your parents finding out. So, I'm like, if I was doing those things at 17 and my parents found out and then I was charged with something, I think they'd look at me and be like, you're a bad kid. Maybe you didn't do it.
0: Probably.
1: And I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't commit, like, just because I smoke weed, which I didn't as a teen. I didn't get into the <laughs> the marijuana until I was very much an adult. But, um, and it was basically legal. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even really drink. Like, like I didn't drink. Under, I didn't do anything as a teenager. I was, yeah. but... You know, I did go out with friends, man. Maybe um even like, yeah, I didn't have sex as a teenager. I didn't do anything as a teenager, really. But there were still just little things that like again, if you're not in that perfect mode, the parents are like, Oh, you're you're out here trying to, you know, I I see what you try to do. You try to do pull a fast one on me. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to be a teenager. But Yeah, if I was doing any of those things, my parents would be like, you know, I will, you know, put commissary on your books, but I'm not going to help you because you've lied to me. You're a liar. I don't believe you, blah, blah, blah. I would like to believe, though, that they would understand, like, the person that they raised. And I would like to to understand like the person that I raised that they wouldn't get themselves into that level of trouble. Like there's teenage fun and mess and trouble, um, skipping school or um, yeah. Like stealing small amounts of money so you can go do stuff with your friends. Cause you know, as a teenager it's hard to get money whether it's like, oh, money f- for clothes or money to go out or money for food. Like, sometimes it's hard to get money. I more so stole small amounts. When I say small, I mean like quarters and dimes and stuff. I used to steal small amounts of money when I was a kid to buy candy. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> like What's a small amount? Like it like, like
1: Like change. No, yeah. I would take change. <laughs> Because, you know, back then, candy used to be cheap. So you could get something. Word. Back in my day, yeah, you right. could get some candy with 50 cents. So I'm like, you know, you still 50 cents every couple of days. Or, ooh, I get a pickle. You know, just all kinds of stuff. Get snacks, I, don't,
0: I don't think that one pack. You remember, like, Ringley's gum used to be 25 cents?
1: Mm, I don't think yeah. they have
0: that anymore.
1: You don't get nothing for no 25 cents anymore. Think at the most maybe you can get an airhead. Maybe. But you used to be able to get airheads for like ten cents.
0: Legit from the gas station.
1: Yeah. Or just like the candy lady down the store, down the street. Oh, I the don't know. Candy lady. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. Yeah. Um but yeah. I, I, to me, it's it's very easy to do things that wouldn't be condoned by an adult. Where is the line that you would say, like, if they do this thing, I can't trust them. You know what I mean? Like, like if you mm-hmm. have kids and your kid does X, Y, and Z, you're like, oh, I can't trust you anymore. Like, not to say that I think you're a terrible person, but I don't believe you when you say things to me, or you have to do a lot of work to prove to me that that you aren't a bad person because you've crossed this line and this isn't forgivable.
0: I don't think there's any particular line unless you literally have you on camera shooting somebody um, or murdering somebody, causing harm to somebody. Um, but I think it's like repetitive actions. Like, I don't think that one particular action makes the person, even like a murderer, um, like there's so many people in jail that have killed people um, that they, I don't know, their wife cheated on them and in the heat of a the moment, um, mm, they killed crime them. Crime of passion. Yeah, I don't think, you know, they could be the sweetest person just that in that moment, they you know, in the mental state, they just couldn't take it and they just lashed out. Do I think they're a murderer? I don't think so, or a serial killer, I should say. No, I don't. I don't think that's the excessive part of it. But I do think that consistent behavior. I think that that could lose my trust. So, and the reason why I say that is because I think we talked about it, where Jordan, you know, did like a lot of little stuff, and one little thing it was like, all right, you lied about this, or you did this, whatever. Uh, I think it was just a consistent behavior of, hey, you keep lying about it, or you keep stealing this, or whatever the case is, to the point where like he would keep like he would legit not do stuff, and they would not believe him. So I think it's more so consistent behavior of, hey, you keep lying, or hey, you keep doing this, for me not to believe them. I don't think that there could be a line. Let's say again, if they have you on camera, you're you know there you go, bro. I don't know what to tell you.
1: right again there was no camera evidence there was no physical evidence there was no recorded evidence in the case of adnan and i think in this particular sorry you can go
0: i think in this case though i think the reason why the family fought so hard is because like i think if they were like hey there's there's blood his his dna's here you know she killed him i don't think it would be like hey free my son I was like, I love this son, but it's like there's nothing physically, or specifically tying him to this murder. Um, at the very least, can we look harder at this? At yeah. the very least, so I think that's really all it was.
1: Yeah, in one of the uh, episodes, someone was imp- was implying that he hasn't admitted to doing it because it would hurt his parents more. For them to have like the confirmation that their son's a murderer and he said it it, he disagreed with that like it would hurt them less for him to be in jail if that's where he belonged because he did this thing what hurts them is that he's there and they feel like he shouldn't be there and they have to watch their son like suffer through this situation where he doesn't belong
0: yeah yeah
1: Going back to kind of what you said about, like, the consistent, I guess, bad behavior, particularly lying, you were talking about, you know, our, my cousin, your brother. I kind of think that there are rules to it as well based on, like, circumstances. Yeah. So sometimes I think about people, like, who grew up in a really, like, hard um, um area, you know, for lack of a better word, if they grow up black in the hood. Yeah. It's really hard to say you're going to be so smart if you don't have the resources for a good education. Or it's hard to say I would never join a gang or sell drugs when it's like everyone in this area is kind of involved in that, in that environment because we're not presented with other options. Yeah. To me, the problem is like if I if I've built so much safety, positivity for you, and then you go seeking out like foolishness, yeah. Whether it's like oh, it's because it's cool, or you think it's cool, or whatever the case may be, that's when I'm like, you didn't have to live this life. This life yeah. didn't you? went you you started out, um, yeah. and 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 so that's why I'm like, yeah, lying for small stuff. It's like. You know, like I said with me, kids like candy. I can't act like, you, you don't need that candy. I'm like, of course you don't need the candy, but kids like candy. So they're going to lie about where they got the money and if they were eating candy or not. Like, they could get the candy out of your house. They're going to lie and say they didn't eat it because they know they're not supposed to be eating it. Like, for that, I can have certain levels of patience. Mm-hmm. But if you keep coming up with, like, mysterious amounts of clothes that I know I didn't buy for you and it's like okay well where did you get that from and they're like oh um my friend gave it to me and then you find out from the friend's parents like there's no way they could have got that okay well now that there's a long laundry list of like well how did you get these clothes did you steal them yeah. did you make money in an inappropriate way did someone who shouldn't who you shouldn't be talking to give it to you like how did yeah. you get this this thing? That's where the suspicion raises for me, where it's like, yeah. outside of the general reach of what's logical to me for you to be able to do X, Y, and Z, you're seeking out maybe a negative behavior or situation. And kind of like you said, regularly, consistently, I'm Man. like, uh-uh, th- this is a problem. I, yeah. I don't feel confident in your choice making. To me, that's essentially like what raising kids is, is teaching them about their options and then to make good choices.
0: Yeah. From what you have or even creating your own options. Um, Sometimes, you know, like I say, you're at a party or whatever and everybody's doing drugs. Um, So what do you do? Sit in the corner or, or if your friends rob a bank, you know, sometimes you have to create your own option and leave the situation. You have to know where, like, figure out, not just seeing what's in front of you, seeing where, like, you know, these actions could potentially lead. And I think that's the toughest part about um, teaching kids and trying to create a, a, you know, a society and raising kids in a society where it's like a lot of things are like here and now. You know especially with social media and everything everything's like here and now and like you have to see past what's here and now um mm-hmm. to to see like a couple steps ahead and it's scary because I think Caden my nephew is really good at that he's very young. I feel like he's like an old man sometimes in the young kid's body. It's very weird.
1: That's funny. I mean I don't spend nearly as much time with you with him of course as you do but he, he act like a child to me.
0: <laughs> well, he does. Him. No, he does. But it's like, but I do try to talk
1: with him, like through things to help him like process. Yeah. When I'm around him. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, how, why do you feel that way? Why are you upset right now? Why are you happy? Or why do you enjoy this thing? Like I do try to talk with him. Yeah. I but... think he likes.
0: Yeah, he does. He really does. He likes to talk about his emotions. But then, he, like, usually kids is like, well, I don't like the cookie. Okay. Why? Because the, the cookie has raisins or whatever. But, like, he can actually, like, give you, like, a legit reason why he doesn't like doing this thing be, or because something happened. Like, he links things. Like, thing. a lot of kids are, like, in the here and now, like I said. But he links people and things and situations which i i mean i don't interact with a lot of kids in general so i, I could just think that my my nephew's like just the, the best person ever and he's going to be because he's my nephew mm-hmm. um but you know I, I i don't really see a lot of kids that connect a lot of dots uh i just and the reason why i say is because i see i know a lot of people that don't connect a lot of dots mm-hmm. um, on a day-to-day basis so i don't know
1: I mean, I think that'll be important for him because I think sometimes people would prefer folks to kind of make their bad decisions as children, hoping that they'll grow out of it as adults. And, you know, A, when I look at this situation, I'm like, sometimes it just, it doesn't matter. Like, you can be charged as an adult, depending on what the crime is or what the issue is like they don't care if you're 16 17 years old when it comes to murder yeah you'll be in jail for life duh um but I also think that having the gravity of the consequences of being an adult might cause people to to be more mindful in those choices so to me I'm like no like make a mistake as an adult, you'll learn real quick. Like, if you do it as a, as a kid, there'll be probably a lot more people trying to ha- have your back, yes, but cover up for you, like protect yeah. you. And there are, like you said, a lot of adults that do that, where they just you know, they have the privilege of expecting someone to bail them out. And that is really dangerous if you yeah. don't understand consequences. So, you again are making like whatever choices you want because you don't expect anything bad to happen to you after you do it.
0: They made a whole show about it. It's called Scandal.
1: <laughs> That's one way to look at scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, a bunch of privileged people out here do whatever they want.
0: Yeah. Not necessarily all white, you know. It's literally just, just privilege—white, black, Asian, whatever—and they think that they can get away with it because Olivia Pope's gonna save the day, and she did. She mm-hmm. sure did. She did it for a lot of people, yeah.
1: If you if your money high enough,
0: yeah, if you got that check, <laughs> Olivia Pope and Associates will have your back.
1: <laughs>
0: but I do think that, like you know, hey, just let your kids be kids mentality or, oh, they'll grow out of it mentally is not healthy in the least. I think that you have to teach your kids to think like adults, unfortunately, and teach them consequences and stuff because or else they think that, hey, you're, you're right. You're, they're always going to get bailed out um, or whatever the case is. But I think that, hey, that not your, your consequences, even if I am able to bail you out, your actions, sorry, have consequences. Um, so you, let's just say stealing from, I, mean, I really hope I could like teach my kids this, but like you stealing one lollipop from this person, from this one store is 25 cents, but that can affect inventory and sales and blah, 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 blah. blah. Like there, every action, regardless of how small it is, is going to affect someone or something out there it's not gonna it's not every, my pastor always said this no one person is an island unto themselves you know it's like every everybody affects everybody else so
1: mm-hmm. yeah I feel like the time frame to allow kids to just be kids definitely mm-hmm. ends around like middle school like at the time when they go into middle school they I think you have to start preparing them for adulthood mm-hmm. to say like you can't just do stuff just because it's fun anymore. Which I still want you to have fun, but enjoy that. Like,
0: nah, you gotta do it in elementary. To school. an extent, you
1: kind of have to earn the fun, or you have to like know that if you're spending so much time having fun, you're gonna lose out on a lot of other great things that require work and responsibility. Because yeah. as an adult you don't just get to have fun. You gotta have money for fun, which means you gotta work for your fun. Or you have to, even folks that are like content creators that try and make their job fun, it's still a lot of work. work. There's still a lot that you have to do that nothing just like comes out of nowhere just to be like, oh, and then we had a great time. Like Even as a kid, all your fun came at the expense of your parents. Now you're getting ready to be an adult. You gotta learn in order to do all the things that you want to do. You have to apply pressure, work, sacrifice, energy. All the, you know, there's a lot that goes into just being able to have a good fun day. Yeah, um, and middle school to me is that turning point,
0: but. Where they really all turn to crazy? My middle school teacher, Cause, Mr. Nagel, <laughs> legit middle my middle school teacher, Mr. Nagel. Don't know where he is in life, but you know, shout out. He's like, I don't teach seventh graders because I only teach sixth and eighth graders because seventh graders are scrubs. Something happens and they turn into psychos, and it's a hundred percent true. Like sixth grade, you're still kind of, you're still like that nerdy kid and trying to figure out your, you, know, you don't really care about figuring out your way in life because you're still that nerdy elementary school kid with a whole bunch of homework. So you're just trying to survive. The seventh grade, you're like, all right, I th- think I got a hold of this. Now I'm going to try to be cool. And then eighth grade, you don't care. And then the whole cycle starts all over again in high school. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're at the bottom of the totem pole.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And except that like, you know, everybody starts to grow up and everybody starts to get taller and grow boobs and get muscles and yeah or pimples everything's growing regardless if you want to or not so i feel
1: like we should talk about middle school next episode if we can I'm about it I'm about soon. it soon
0: soon about it it was an interesting time for me
1: yeah i feel like middle school was it was a big transition for me that's the first time i really developed anxiety although i didn't know that's i knew i wasn't feeling right i knew something was wrong i knew i knew it was anxiety but i i, I didn't vocalize it as anxiety mm. middle school was, uh, yeah. and I, I probably didn't nothing bad was happening to me in middle school but i just you know starting to feel everything all at once being more mindful of of everything all at once yeah. kind of like you said like the way that you look the way that you present to other people the your grades just I just became aware of a lot more and I wasn't ready for all of the changes and mm-hmm. it would present itself in anxiety just the fact that my middle school didn't have doors in the bathroom I was like I can't I can't pee at school because someone's gonna see me oh uh,
0: uh, you went to the same middle school as Akilah Akilah and the bee
1: Oh. Um <laughs> I think it was just very common in the middle schools in certain areas. There was like no no bathrooms on the doors. And that that really oh god, that that was the especially on the very first day finding that out, it was downhill from there, child. Ooh. But yeah, let's uh wrap up any thoughts we have on Adnan Syed and his case and being in support of someone in a trying time in their life.
0: Yeah, I think you, you know, yeah, I think you have to, I think family, oh, the the point of family is to always have your back regardless, um I think in the end, family usually will, unless you have like a behavior of like violent behavior or something like that, or like you're caught on camera, I think, I think family would have your back, mm-hmm. hopefully.
1: Yeah, I think mm, the, the issues for me are, like, the, the sexual assault of it all and the, like you said, violence of it all, which sexual assault is an act of violence. So, yeah, it's extreme levels of violence for me where I'm, like, especially if you don't show any remorse, care to reform or correct yourself, then I'm just, like, nah, I can't. I can't back you because I, you... I have to protect other people from your bad behavior. So oh. it's my hope and intention that like the people in my family, um, especially like the children that I'll potentially raise, if there is something going on with them that would cause them to act that way, we got to try to neutralize it, nip it in the bud, figure out how to curb that that energy because I'm not interested in raising no violent people and i don't want to you know stand behind no violent people like i don't this is a, a different you know real life situation that happened but everyone's talking about like the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff and how like you know folks just believed him cuz he was white and he was yeah. out here enacting violence on people particularly uh people of color i i don't want to be someone that's just like riding for people, if they are completely 100% in the wrong, doing wrong, and don't have any intentions of changing it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, I don't think that that's not the case with Adnan. Like, especially at this point, since he's served 23 years in prison, I don't think he's going to come out and do anything other than them pray to Allah and hopefully be able to find a job if he can. Like, maybe get his GED. I don't know what he's about to do.
0: I, I, I can't even imagine. lost so
1: much
0: time. Legit. And it's not like you're going to, as, as a 40-something-year-old man, you can't, like, hey, let me go on Ragers and stuff. Like, you haven't been able to really have fun. You're going to expect doors to open for you. Um,
1: I don't think I he's going to seek out conventional fun.
0: I don't know. I Because, because some I of... Know. I, I,
1: don't, I don't think so. I think he's going to, he got very religious um, while in jail. And I think, you know, especially like his family members going to be like, see, see what happens when you don't just follow, you know, what yeah. you were raised to do. Yeah. I think he's probably going to try and stick with that to, to show them love for sticking by him and to you know, keep himself out of any potential trouble in the future. Like, cause folks are gonna be watching him. Like I think yeah. he's gonna be model citizen for real. Um yeah. yeah. Overall I I do wanna say like before we end this, I hope and pray they find who really did kill Hayman Lee because it's it's always been bothersome to me that there wasn't enough done to really like care for that situation. There was I, I just feel like they tagged onto something and ran with it. And for her family's sake, I'm like, you you really should you should do your due diligence to make sure that her her family sees justice because they know that you did everything they could to to find their daughter's killer. And, yeah. and since that wasn't really done and now they have to deal with the feelings of, like, the person that was originally convicted being set free, it's like, all right, now what?
0: Because at yeah. least
1: in the Central Park case, like, they found the person that did it. He admitted he did it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that lady's family was like, oh, and now we'll never know. But, like, yeah. it's just important to, like, The whole point of the system is to get actual justice and not just put someone's name onto something just so you can be like, well, we did our job. No, your job is (laughs) to do the actual
0: work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Do you have anything for a moment in media? I guess mine was kind of a moment in media because we talked about podcasts and... I got in the news?
0: so much in Moment of Media. But um, I guess the most controversial is, you know, White Lives Matter.
1: <laughs> if I never have to talk about Kanye ever in life, oh my gosh, it would be the best thing ever. Like,
0: my, my biggest thing is I think that anybody who's legit getting so riled up. See, you're getting a headache. But, like, I think anyone <laughs> is getting so riled up. Y'all fell into the trap. Y'all just literally fell into the trap. The two people that, and this is the thing, the two people that wore the shirts, Candace Owens and Kage. And I'll, I'll listen to Candace Owens. I mean, trolls. So, professional trolls. Truffles. That's what they're doing. And y'all fell into the trap. I don't understand why y'all giving the time. I've just been like, you right. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, legit. I wouldn't
1: say you're right, I but I I legit do not give them time or energy. Like I, legit. And every time that I've seen them and their foolishness, because they've been on a rampage since they put on them shirts. They've been doing so much, saying so much, particularly about Kim, which. <sighs> nobody's more exhausted than her and her family of these people trust me like i'm exhausted you exhausted the black community is exhausted but kim is also exhausted because she can't get away from this man or this lady and their foolishness like they're they show her above all else she's over here legit trying to still trying to get black people out of jail and they're like well that's how you feel kim white lives matter I just I just I just don't I agree with you though that like we're giving them the time the attention the cameras talking about it and they're like I get a lot of attention when I do this I'm gonna keep doing it that's what they're seeking because with attention and notoriety comes money yeah and I think that's what Kanye cares about above all else is money probably Candace too I, I don't I, think they yeah. they they're people of values.
0: I well no, I think Candace, she has. I think that she has a point of view. Um, I don't think she's necessarily sorry. A little burpy there. I don't think she's necessarily anti-black, but I do think that she has a different point of view of wherever, however she grew up. And I sometimes I do think she does have some valid points. In this case, I think that she her only point is that uh the Black Lives Matter uh, association was kind of like a sham, which which seems like there was some type of fraud there. And then that's it. Like there's absolutely no reason to make a, a white lives matter t-shirt. I've heard her arguments a little bit, but I'm like, I got bored of this. And then I've also seen other people's arguments, um, going on the opposite side of her. And I'm like, why y'all doing this? Like y'all, y'all literally falling into the trap of why they made this. But I get it.
1: To me, I understand if you're of an opposing view saying don't entertain them, but it's because with things being in the media, that is their understanding of stuff. So going back to like the Adnan Syed case, Mm -hmm. with a lot of people, because that's what they saw or heard, like, oh, he was convicted. This guy said he did it. That's it. They don't. And that's what's being pushed in the narrative in the media, a lot of folks were like, oh, I guess he did it. It wasn't until the podcast came out and there was more information and details that folks were like, oh, I didn't realize that it was based on this or that it was based Mm -hmm. on that. Like, I didn't realize that there weren't actual full detail information. And so as we know, like with this swipe, swipe generation, it's very easy to just look at a headline or the beginning of a caption or a little piece of a post and then feel like you have the full information. Yep. So if you're seeing just a little bit of of something then you're like prone to just believe it without doing the full research. So if there's mm-hmm. these people with these platforms and they say certain hot button things to and that's what's out there more than anything else that's what people will believe. And Candace and Kanye have big platforms so for the rest of us that are like okay we know they're jokers they're fools there's some folks that are just like well I don't know they're, they're fools I don't know they're jokers they get like they they're presenting information like it's facts like it makes sense like why wouldn't I believe it.
0: Well, no, I I, I saw the interview that Kanye did, and they, the reporter asked—I forgot his name—but they said, you know, why why do you think that white lives matter? Kanye says because they do. It's not like white lives don't matter. White lives do matter. That is not, you know, but all lives matter. That is also facts. But that is not the point of why the right. black lives matter. this it defeats the whole purpose right, But of that. that's
1: not, and that's the, not the the point of him wearing the shirt is to be a contrarian like to 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 it's to cause controversy so to me for like you're saying if someone asks him that he's like well they do matter and folks are like well seems logical enough to me if white lives matter then yeah he should be able to wear the shirt and he should if he feels like they're important or whatever like it it should it doesn't shed light to the movement it only does kind of focus attention on the organization where it's like, Oh, this organization is, is sketchy. There's so many organizations that are mm-hmm. sketchy. There's so many just like individual people that are sketchy. Like, like Elon yeah. Musk is being investigated for all the foolishness he did in trying to buy Twitter. And he's still trying to buy Twitter, but no one's going to be like, but he's still a billionaire. He still owns this like really successful company. So he can't really be that terrible. Like, Or the same, like, there's just so many people that it doesn't matter to an extent if they're on some foolishness, Mm -hmm. if they're being perceived as still successful, they're like, Mm -hmm. they're doing something right. So, so maybe I need to be on some foolishness too, if it's working out for them.
0: It's going to happen. I mean, people will do it. People, there's gonna be gonna be people like that. I think the only reason why Kanye and Candace Owens got away with wearing that shirt is because they're black. Honestly,
1: um, what do you mean got away with it? Like, what was anyone gonna do?
0: Like, if I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna go. This is the first white person that popped into mind. So, but I don't think he would ever wear it. But if Joe Biden wore a shirt that says "White Lives Matter," He might get, I mean, you can't really cancel the president, but in, in the sense of society, he would get canceled because he's a white person wearing white Lives Matter shirt. And it completely goes against what the whole movement is uh, is for. So with Candace and um, Candace and Kanye wearing it and then being black, you know, you, I mean, can I you call a black person racist? Can- yes, yes. You can, but, but, but like, <laughs> who's going to cancel them, white people?
1: <laughs> I don't think they didn't get canceled because they're black. I think it's again because of the type of people that they are. So Candace has already shown that she will be in support of certain conservative white uh agendas. Regardless so for of, certain,
0: yeah.
1: Right. So so for that it's like not surprising. And then for Kanye it's a duality of folks being like, "Oh, well, you know he has mental illness and he's a it's genius." Kanye.
0: Yeah. Right? It's Kanye. They
1: give him a pass. But I know. There's lots of Black people, even in them being celebrities, that if they wore that, they'd be like, oh, you are canceled. There's lots of Black... Like, people talk about uh, with Chrisette Michelle performing at uh, Trump's inauguration ball or something like that, and how she legit was canceled, and there were, like, other Black artists Be- who've done so much more but also performed at that same ball and they didn't get canceled. So th- to me it's like it works for some folks, it don't work for other folks. She felt like, oh, this is my opportunity to mend fences and folks were like, Don't nobody want you to mend no fences, you cancel. Like and and again, you haven't heard from her apparently before, but you definitely ain't heard from her since. Like she's still making music, but she's not as successful as she was before.
0: So um, what was the what was the problem with her she can get the ball?
1: That she did it at all as a black woman. <laughs> they were like, oh. you canceled. You supported Trump at his ball, you canceled.
0: Listen, you can support whoever you want. I don't think that Yeah,
1: but you can also be canceled. That my point was okay, you said okay, okay. they because yeah, they're okay. black, they did, they didn't I get, get cancelled. And I I'm like, you. you can be black and get canceled if Sorry, no, 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 no. no. Dependent on certain people. Let
0: me, let me, no, no, no. Sorry, let me reverse that. Let me back, take a couple steps back. You can be canceled. You can only be canceled by the people that follow you, right? Or society. So the people that follow Kanye, everybody follows Kanye, and it doesn't matter. And people that follow Candace is mostly white. The people that are going to get who, if black people cancel Kanye, black people already cancel Candace. Candace don't care. She's not gonna get canceled. White people aren't gonna can- cancel Candace for wearing the White Lives Matter shirt. People, uh, White people are not gonna cancel Kanye for wearing White Lives Matter shirt. And yeah. and you're right. Kanye will fly. Kanye can real life kill a person, and people are gonna be like, well, he gave us 808s and Heartbreak, so. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
1: There are still R. Kelly defenders that are legit being, like, charged now for crimes because of how hard they're defending R. Kelly. And I'm like, for why? Like, the man is not getting out of jail. He's not about to be...
0: You still listen uh, to his music, though?
1: I have stopped. I stopped listening to him way before he was even arrested. Mm -mm. I was like, he did that. He did it. I believe them. He's trash. I stopped listening to him. I can't say like it was like oh forever ago. It was definitely like in the 2010s, but it's been a while. It's probably been yeah. since about well, no. Let me not put a date on it. It's been a while for folks like no, I remember in 2017. I'm like all right, chill it up. My I don't
0: know black people. <laughs> uh, black black people and <laughs> you know Candace talks about culture. Like I saw in a video of like she talks about culture and blah 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 the rebuttal person was saying that culture is basically like how you grew up and like how we were kind of black culture is the product of white people being racist that's kind of what it is and black like people mm. only can stay in this certain area and you can only do you stay over there you can only do those stuff over there um so and music is a big part of that. I mean, music has just always been a part of that. And um, I forgot my point now. <laughs> oh, so R. Kelly. So R. Kelly doing whatever he did, you know. It, it, but he make you know, when his song come that one song, what was it?
1: Step in the Name of Love.
0: God, I mean, he has a lot of hits. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the remix to Ignition. Yep yeah so Michigan, that,
1: yeah, was, that a, was a hard one to let go that was
0: <laughs> yeah that was one, that was probably gonna stay around for a little bit for a lot of people just because it's a banker like that's one like a,
1: that i know a lot of people had issues letting go and this part is it's, it's, it's not just him it's ronald isley's song Mm-hmm. but it's, you know, at the end when they do the the back and forth, I was like, mm-hmm. nah, we can't do that no more
0: because... So then, so then what's the line? Because so, also Michael Jackson made some banger bangers.
1: Right, you know, he- R. Kelly wrote some of them, and I, was saying, that's, I always say You Were Not Alone was the first song I ever learned the words to. Ain't never singing it again in my life because <laughs> R. Kelly wrote it and Michael Jackson sang it, and I'm not saying I don't listen to Michael Jackson, but that's just two lines. Like it's this two cross, we gotta let mm-mm, never sing that song again. Yeah, I try know. not to listen to Michael Jackson because I do. I think he was on drink I don't know if he did all the things they say he did, but I don't think it's... I, don't, I think he did most.
0: So. I think Michael Jackson will get a pass for me personally because the man is dead. So, his... So when Bill
1: Cosby dies, then we can go back to watching the Cosby show?
0: 100%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: still watch A Different World, but I don't watch the Cosby show. <laughs>
0: uh, but that's also I a banger. A Different
1: World more so to Debbie Allen's contribution. Yeah,
0: I mean, Different World was a banger, too. Like, and I think... And, I, and this is a whole other... You know, discussion, but I think that there's, I don't know what that line is, but I don't know. I think the sexual part of it is definitely, it may because I'm the guy. I have no idea. But for me, I, I have absolutely no problems listening to Michael Jackson because the man's dead. I'm not supporting him, him as a person, because he's dead. I'm supporting his kids more or less. R. Kelly, I don't actively listen to him. And to be quite honest, I didn't really listen to secular music in general. Ignition will probably get me probably every single time. I am um, sad to say. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now.
1: Tell your DJ, do not play Ignition at the wedding. Don't play. Tell him right now. Don't play no R. Kelly music at the wedding. I will be upset. And I'm planning to bring my own liquor, which I'll be jigging in the corner, so I might get belligerent with it. Tell him not to play that music. I can, can give him a list of people to play, but he better not play the Duet. He Bet
0: not. You just need to be in, this, in the corner just shaking your shoulder. No, no, no. I
1: have this guy that I, um, I was dating. He used to put on these like playlists, mm. like pre-made playlists, and... Whenever we were, you know, feeling funky, and I heard an R Kelly song, going on, I would stop. I'd be like, "You better change it, cause we not doing nothing now. no R Kelly." He'd be like, "Dang, like I didn't make the mix." I'm like, "I do not care. I'm not getting down like that." And it will be the same other way. And I'll go up to the DJ, "Hey, hey, turn this off. Turn it off."
0: Yeah, yeah, Kelly. It right now. This is the other thing with R Kelly is that he was almost shameless about it. Like yes. real life shameless about it. And I think that's a little bit different with like Michael Jackson and R. Kelly is that Michael Jackson was like, yeah, we'll just pipe this away over here and, you know, whatever. And, and it's a lot of it's like hearsay, you know, he said, she said this, but R. Kelly, you can have like hard proof, like facts. It's like not until Hulu came out Where this man's getting convicted I'm like why
1: Right but that's what I'm saying going back to Like what we were talking about in Descended Discourse I cannot ride for you Doing some bad stuff Especially if you do not show any kind of remorse Like I'm like you just like Yeah yeah That was their fault they knew what was up Excuse you sir it's wrong It's wrong period Like I'm not gonna be like in support Of you grooming young girls and no. No.
0: And I mean us not. as a black community, we this is how far the everybody knew that R. Kelly was guilty. Uh the boondocks made a whole parody about it, a whole episode about it.
1: hmm And it's an episode- In the two and like during his first case.
0: After his first case. It's crazy. It's just wild. But anyway, I know you got places to be. Uh
1: yes, it's a very busy day and I feel like you have things to do as well, but I also just yeah. want you to rest.
0: <sighs> yeah. I'm but good. you're
1: doing better than me. You're already eating.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel a little bit better now. I'm cool. Good.
1: So before we head out, we have to tell the people where uh, they can find us on the social medias. Yep. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Cuzzo Combos. Uh, you can send us your questions, comments, and concerns at kuzzleconvos at gmail.com we really, really, really want to hear from you guys please let us know topics that you think we should discuss answer some of our question surveys on Spotify just, we'd love to hear from you Um, yeah this ends Kuzzle Convos, we thank you for joining our family and we'll see you next time you yeah. oh, cousin!